Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to FixTheNation.com one more time. Um, tonight, immigration, because it is a critical issue. And we have numerous platforms out there, or, or uh, I'll say, not really a platform, a piece of platform, a, a stance, a proposal um, to take a peek at. Um, and there are also things, well, let's take one step back. Immigration. If we need immigration reform, let's just pretend that's the question. Do we need it or not? And the answer is yes. What do you think of when they say immigration reform? Because I think a lot of people have the same and hugely wrong answer. Well, we need to fix illegal immigration. Got to deal with that. I don't disagree that we need to undertake that particular topic, but immigration is a very, very broad topic, and it permeates into numerous aspects of our country. It's critical, one, we get it right, and two, it is even more important that we keep we get it done in a timely fashion. I'm not going to say rush it, but the last immigration reform was 96, 1996, 22-0 years ago. There are people that will be voting this year that weren't even born yet. Think about that one. To most of the millennials, they have no idea what immigration reform means. They've never seen it done. They know that immigration is a topic. A little side note, by the way, in this whole slippery slope of the schools educating our kids in a liberal fashion. My son had an uh, open house last year. And, uh, you know, visits classroom, all that kind of stuff. And on the walls are issues, okay? And one of the issues was immigration. That was an issue. Now, I thought the issue was illegal immigration. Immigration was an issue. And one of the issues on the wall was gun control. I didn't say gun violence. I said gun control. When he took his, oh, what was it, an SAT? Um, the essay question was defend, um, describe why the hike in a minimum wage to $12 or $15 is a good idea. Now, he couldn't take the counter argument. He couldn't explain why he believes in his heart it's a bad thing for America because he and I have been round and round on this. He understands why it's bad for America. But he wasn't given that option. He was mandated by the test makers to take the liberal perspective and justify a position he wants nothing to do with. Stunningly, he did really well in the SATs. Did really well in the essay. Except for the, what was it, the... Uh, the justific- 
meditation piece or something like that. Three different levels. And I was like, well, no kidding. You're asking him to get behind something that's completely contrary to what he believes in his heart and soul. Like, why wouldn't the question read, take one of the two sides, justify it? Nope, that wasn't it. Anyway, why do I bring that up? Because we tend to get skewed in school because they give us a version of reality, which isn't real healthy. I'm a big, big believer in giving, you know what, throw the facts on the table. Let's just see what's out there. Because I'm a big believer in America. I'm a big believer in Americans and their ability to smell BS and to make wise choices. I think the, the electorate is a hell of a lot more intelligent and learned than people in Washington can fathom. They think we need to be led around by little itty bitty two-year-olds and, you know, things need to be done for us. I think that's pathetic. I think it's wrong. I think we got the hell out of the way. We'd have a great country again. But again, that's not tonight. Tonight's immigration. I bring it up for a reason. Let's start with Trump. Trump had a great week. Not a good week. Not a decent week. Not a, well, no, it was a great week. On all counts, great week week. Great speeches, multiple. Okay. Great carry out. Okay. He's got a great little mojo working right now. Stay in that groove. And I will say it again. You've heard me before. You will not hear that. You'll hear this consistently. If he stays to message, if he stays to messaging the issues and he's sincere about that messaging of the issues, he will be the next president of the United States. Simple, statement. She, Hillary, cannot control her fate. He controls the election by whether he does or does not do what I just said. He has it to win or has it to lose. It's his to decide in how he handles it. The media cannot stop him. The establishments, that's plural, cannot stop him. She cannot stop him. There's one single thing that will stop Donald J. Trump from being president. And that is, in fact, Donald J. Trump having bad moments. So if he can corral himself and stick on message and stay messaging those issues properly and sincerely, this is a great country. You want to fix it? Come fix it. You have ideas. Let's hear them. You have solutions. Talk on. So we're going to go through immigration because he has, he has a proposal. Hillary has a proposal. I actually put one out there. And there's a lot of latitude in these things. But there's also a lot of history behind it. I'm going to walk through that a little bit. Not too much. We're not going to get too wonky. But the reason we're going to hit immigration for a while, and then we'll go into the spinoffs of immigration, because a lot of groups – that are swing voters in this election, African-Americans, Hispanics, millennials. I wouldn't put women in this category. I would absolutely think that this particular issue is going to resonate, and you'll, you'll understand when we get there. So let's start this party. Immigration. 
first off, uh, we're going to talk about the history of immigration. We're not going to get too deep. Okay, if you want more on this, by the way, you can go to fixthenation.com, the website. I found it five years ago. One of the postings on there is the immigration, what I call the premise. Okay, it's the origin and history. Small, short read. It gives you as much information as I could get into it without getting really, really off the rails wonky. I'm going to walk through the history briefly because when you do the research I do, you end up with a lot of information that bring you to a really surprisingly simple conclusion. The origin history, the Immigration Act of 1790, was it's kind of like a little one-liner Immigration Act. White men in good standing. That was the totality of it. That's what they're looking for, white men in good standing. Yes, we've come a long way. Immigration Act of 1882. They actually started charging immigrants a fee of 50 cents to offset the costs of immigration. Okay, Convicts, idiots, and people unable to take care of themselves were screened out. Immigration Act of 1917. They were restricted by undesirable countries, and plus those organized government property advocating the killing of officers were screened out. Immigration Act of 1921, quotas used for the first time, exemptions made for temporary workers, visitors, minors, and people from the Western Hemisphere. Immigration Act of 1952, we made an adjustment for the Cold War, excluded based on criteria versus country of origin, such as an unlawful or disease or immoral, radical, only accepted people willing to assimilate into the U.S. economic, social, political structure, limited to protect national security interests. Hmm, national security. Assimilation pops up. Immigration Act of 1965 went to a quota system. Uh, no, the quota system was abolished. I take that back. Switched focus to skills and relationships, fixed amount of visas to be approved annually, certain exemptions for special situations. Immigration Act of 1986, President Reagan comes to mind, focused mainly on resolving illegal immigration, created designated entities, classification, and a path to become a legal, temporary, um, legal resident denied all forms of public welfare for five years. But there was a path to citizenship established for those designated entities. That was the category they claimed. Um, Immigration Act of 1990, Diversity Visa Lottery Program. Six regions were established, Africa, Asia, Europe, North America, Oceania, South America, Mexico, Central America, Caribbean State Department. Uh, we're all the same. State Department keeps track of immigrant um, important information. So there's a little bit of a tracking piece attached to 1990. And finally, the Immigration Act of 1996 dealt directly with border security, patrols, equipment, process, updated legal and illegal immigration, tightened up the benefit access of illegal, illegal aliens, such as medical access, housing, and reporting. Okay, why do I bring all this wonkiness up? Because it sets the table for immigration reform in this year of 2016. You have two very opposite 
binary options for president. You have Trump, you have Hillary. His plan, shortest version, build the wall, enforce the laws. Her plan, shortest version, families first. Okay. We're going to go back to what I just read and then talk about the two plans. If you want to just take the summation, immigration and immigration origin history and immigration reform all the way back, there are some big bucket items that just jump off the page. One, you need to be in good standing. That's true all the way through. You need to be assimilated into our culture, not vice versa. We don't change our culture for the immigrant. And everything about that is written America first. Every single Reform Act ever written has those three qualities. You need to come in and better our world. You need to come in and assimilate to us. You need to come in and you need to be a good standing to get in. Think about it this way. The laws of the U.S. apply to people of the U.S. But until you get in, you, get no, you have no rights outside of our country. If you're in Russia, we can't reach you and you have no right to come here. Right up until you play by the rules and you meet our standards. Right? True for any country on the planet. Russia can't affect our world right here. But if we want to go to Russia, we have to play by their rules, right? Vice versa. Okay. That being said, good standing, assimilate America first. That is the bedrock of immigration. Immigration is always a federal issue. Immigration is always led by the president. Always. That is not changing, nor should it. But you need to take the two plans and consider what they're, they're targeting or trying. I don't think either plan is remotely close to being a finished product. It would not, it would not surprise me if Donald Trump doesn't come out with a much broader plan in the next couple of weeks. It would not stun me at all. I think it'll be here before the end of August, if I had to guess. That being said, I don't think she will. Because I think what she wants to do is talk about it in a general sense. Because she'll use emotion, families. What he wants to do is talk about the wall. Enforcing laws. What's a nation if you don't enforce borders? I agree. I completely agree. Donald Trump is much more in, in sync with the history and the origin and the, 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 the fiber of what immigration has and has always and will always be. Be worth coming here. Assimilate to us and America first. That's true for everything ever written. Think about what her plan is. Families first. You cannot write immigration reform and focus on the very people that are going to come in. That's not what immigration is about. You write immigration for this country and let them work into that system. It shouldn't be anti-family, but the flip side is it shouldn't be pro-family. That's not what you do. It's horrific planning. 
It's against the grain of what's American. I'm not going to say she's un-American, but it's a little loopy to say that. But then again, you know, when Orlando had the shooter, you know, that killed 49 people, including himself, what was the first response? Gun control. She didn't want to talk terrorism. That wasn't in her agenda. Gun control was. So she wants to go to the family piece of it because all those Hispanic votes and all of those illegal American votes and all of those, right, pandering. Now here is where it gets really interesting this week. Donald Trump met with, well, let me take a sideways step. He had a great speech dealing with inner city poverty. And no offense, I'm not going to say give me credit, but four days before him, I did it, and two days before him, I did it again. Talking about the National Urban League, about inner city poverty, about racism, and how this is a gettable vote. It's a realistic, his plan will work for them. I would be willing to go down to the National Urban League, stand in front of any amount of people there, and talk my talk and walk my walk right there. And Donald J. Trump absolutely should do that. His tax reform package will help them. His education remedy will help them. He can find tax money to go help them create different ways to create businesses in those. He can find private and public partnerships, etc. I keep going on, but that's not today's topic. My point about bringing it up is he made an inroad. Why not try something new? He's completely right. The head of the National Urban League actually for, for, were in paper. They came out with the Main Street Marshall Plan. And their, their point was, we've tried this for decades and spent trillions and haven't moved the needle. Correct. Haven't moved the needle. Try something new. Becomes an obvious statement, right? Now, you need to have an option. You've got to have someone who's willing to engage you. You've got to have someone who's willing to recognize you and talk to you like a human being and a, and a man or a person and sincerely put something on the table that's, that's doable, gettable. I think Donald J. Trump has that. I don't think she cares. She wants the vote. I think she believes the vote will be hers because she's Democrat. I think she's wrong, by the way. I think she's wrong in a huge way. Think about the anger that just ripples around this whole Black Lives Matter, cop-killing type situation. There are, are cities across this nation begging for help, begging for relief, begging for any other voice to listen to, to try to get something different done. And I don't want him to pander. I want you to hear that piece of it. If you're going to talk the talk, then walk the walk. That's what we need in this country. Leaders could get things done. Leaders who say what they mean and then do what they say. And I'm hoping that's the person Donald Trump is. She's not. We know that. She's defined herself over 35 years. He, over 14 months, is starting to come into his own this week. He had a meeting with the leaders of the Hispanic uh, Coalition, uh, the, the leaders, uh, Hispanic leaders. 
and pretty pretty productive meeting. And I, I think the positive spin was they didn't walk out and go, I can't believe what he just said. But he also didn't come in and capitulate and pander them either. I think he explained his position. I think they explained what they were looking for. I think he asked for more information. And I think there will be some ongoing, not negotiation, but some ongoing conversation because they'll want to understand him more. They'll want to listen to him a little bit more. He will want to incorporate some of them or those ideas, and that's okay because they understand this in the nuanced detail. He understands it from the 30,000-foot level. I think there's a, a match to be made. Both minorities, both the African-American and the Hispanic vote, have trended up since those meetings. He's had a very good week. Let's talk about inner-city poverty. Here's the weird part about immigration. Immigration has so many different spins. It affects education, college level. It affects education, K through 12. It affects wages, meaning minimum wages. It affects middle income. It affects things like housing, etc., it can keep going on. When you allow, and again, understand something. We have the highest rate of immigration ever in the history of immigration. We have the highest amount of foreign-born people in the U.S., 16%, 40 million people, than we ever have had. And we've done that at a time, the last eight years, which has been the worst recession we've ever had. I didn't say depression, worst recession we've ever had. So at the time you need to, to tighten up labor, you've opened the floodgates. At the time you're trying to help people with wages, you flood it with the market to dilute wages. Why do you think middle income wages are down? Why do you think minimum wages have to be forced up by the government as opposed to accelerated by the need for labor and business and let the markets go? But that's what happens when you have someone in the office who has no idea, meaning the presidency, who has no idea about business and simply works off the agenda on the desk in front of them. It's sad. It's true. It's completely sad. There's more demand for college because we allow international students to come in at an incredible rate. Again, supply-demand. The more demand you have something, the more pricey it gets. What a health insurance. Don't we carry a burden of people who come here without the ability to pay for health insurance? Inner city poverty. Who do you think takes it in the shorts? When people come here, where do they go? They don't. I don't think the immigration is we get flooded with immigrants that end up in Kansas. They go to big towns. They go to big cities. They go to where they can get some work, where they can be amongst people that are like them. Makes sense, right? So when you go to a New York, a Baltimore, a Detroit, a Chicago, a Miami, what do you do? You go to the city. Okay, say you're competing for rent. You're competing for services. You're competing for jobs. So everything gets a little bit different. 
and there's a pull in the system. Those people go into schools. So now you have more kids in a class to get taught poorly. And you have less tax revenue to go pay for those very kids. See, immigration has both the now and the then price. We have the now thing of the the wages, the now of the burden of the cost, but you also have a future obligation of benefits, the future obligations, okay, of things like the jobs that they will step into legally. So if you're a millennial and you can't get a job coming out of college, do you really want the workforce to be diluted with people who also could do that job? Do you really want to bring people in from overseas to take those tech jobs while you get stuck working at a restaurant? You know, that's not what you want to do, right? If you want a job in, a, in, in the tech industry, shouldn't you have a shot at it? Shouldn't you have the first shot at it since you're the American? The immigration system is here to benefit us, not to penalize us. But it's also here, and this is where we need to find a balance. One of the wonderful qualities about America is we are a wonderful, wonderful melting pot. I mean, I happen to live in New York. What a wonderful mix of people. If you could name a religion, we have it. If you could name a race, we have it. And we all seem to get along. We all seem to get it done. But that's kind of one of those older city things, I think. You know, when did immig- where did immigrants come, come through originally? Ellis Island, right? All right, that's our backyard. It's what we do. So we've always kind of known for that. We're all immigrants in our way. We need to remember that. There's a humanity piece of this, right? There should be a compassion by every single American You don't want to look at these people like they did something insanely wrong. They might have done what they did because of necessity. Think about where they come from. If you come from a third world country, you want to get here no matter what because you're looking for a better life. You really can't fault that. You can fault the process, but you can't fault the intent. And as long as they didn't do anything that was illegal here. Meaning, kill somebody, rape somebody, anything that, you know, craziness like that. Well, what's Trump's answer? Did he flip? The answer, I don't think, is no. I don't, I don't think he did. He's always said, if you did a crime, you're going back to your country. He's always said that. He has said the 11 million, and we're going to get careful here. There's a little bit of political gamesmanship being played here. The 11 million illegals will be, quote, deported. Now there's a word that's been created. It's called touchback. You go to your embassy for your home country, Mexico, El Salvador, whatever it would be. You check in, you go through the process, and you walk back out the gates, and you start the process toward legalization. Well, that embassy is in fact your home country. Just like our embassies across the world are U.S. territories, like Benghazi. Point being, what does deport mean? Physically get on a plane, fly back to home country itself, or walk into U.S. Embassy, walk back out? They're both, quote-unquote, deportments of different types. So 
we'll be curious to hear that. Either way, my plan or his plan, it goes back to get what the Gang of Eight came up with. They wanted to put a 10-year plan together until people, could, the illegals, could even get their green card that three years later would become citizenship. A 13-year plan. I love that. That's part of my plan. You can get my copy of my plan at fixthenation.com, immigration, and the premise, fixthenation.com, immigration uh, premise, is also there. Um, you can listen to me each week on Blog Talk Radio. I'm here doing it almost every single night. Um, I'm through Stitcher, through iTunes. The website, fixnation.com, is there. Um, if you go to Amazon, I've got a few books out there. Um, One Grand Bargain, fixnation.com, etc. E-reader or paperback. So go to Amazon, check that out. John Jensen, the author. Um, John A. Jensen. Um, go ahead and check that out. Um, this election of 2016 will be very, very interesting. I think Trump is absolutely on the right path. I think he's starting to hit his stride. I will be very curious what his immigration update is. I'll be very curious what people take away from this because the inner cities will benefit by this plan. Millennials will benefit. Minorities themselves will benefit. Businesses will benefit. You know, we're a nation of laws. We should embrace that. That's not a bad thing. But it's also something we should be ostracizing people for. It's the humanity piece we need to focus on. Have a great night. God bless.